Hello, and welcome to episode 175 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, he's better than last week. This is a post-flu <laughs> game, but he's still not 100%. Yeah, it's been a rough week. It's been a very long week. Lots of naps. I'm, uh, I'm not typically a napper at all. If I take a nap, I'm usually shot the rest of the day. I think every single day I have taken a nap on my lunch break. So if um, that tells you anything. <laughs> so we are going to talk about um, kind of like the death of standard or it's or it's murdering. Yeah, like, I don't know. I didn't really know what to talk about this week. And I thought that was weird. And that kind of got my gears turning because we're like in the midst of a spoiler season. And I don't care. Well, it is for Commander, a Commander product. And, right, but we're not going to get anything else until September. Well, for Standard. Right, Yeah. which is what like we normally cover. So mm-hmm. it kind of got me thinking that, hmm, let's, let's do a show about that, because I don't think I've heard anybody talk about this yet. Yeah, so if you want to get at us on social media, all of the links are in the description, so you get at us there. Say hi, we usually do a pretty good job of responding. Absolutely. Uh, there's a link for a Discord down there, Twitter, Facebook, however you want to get at us, get at us. Um, if you want to support the show, we got a couple ways to do that. You can use our TCG Player affiliate link if you're buying any you know, singles or sealed product or whatever. Uh, TCG Player has usually the best prices since they're like a marketplace and you know everybody kind of competes for your business. I know I usually order through TCG Player, even like before we had an affiliate link. That's usually where I ordered. I think you ordered there a lot also. Yeah. Um, but use that link. We'll get a percentage of whatever you purchase to help keep the show going. It's uh, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Just follow that link to get to TCG Player. It, as long as you don't leave the page, it doesn't matter what you do after that. As long as that's how you navigated to TCG Player, we'll get credit for the sale. And we would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, um, like very directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Uh, chip a couple bucks in, goes right to us, helps support the show, you know, pay all our fees, lets us do some give back stuff, stuff for the community, and generally makes life easier for us. So we would appreciate that. Um, patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show, which is usually about an hour, maybe a little bit more um, Kind of just more of us, usually pretty unscripted, off the cuff, unedited, um, just raw us. So if you want more of us, you can't get enough of us. Um, there's more of us on Patreon. Um, we also have our YouTube channel, uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Brian's been posting up a bunch of draft videos, although I think those are probably coming to an end soon. I think f- last Friday was draft 22. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to do any more. Like I'm, like I feel like I should do more because I don't have that many packs, but I also don't want to mm-hmm. draft blue white again, <laughs> or yeah. not Time draft to move blue on. white and get clowned. And uh, if you listen to our pre-show, um, may maybe we're kind of going to do something else on YouTube. We'll see if that happens or not. Um, and you know, with the topic of today's episode, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll see what happens, but check our YouTube channel out. Um, when we post up anything there, if you're, you know, subscribed and you click the bell or whatever, it'll notify you. Um, and stuff goes up there, not really on a schedule. So it's kind of best if you subscribe and then 
just look for the notifications. Get so surprised. make sure you check that out. Surprise! Yeah. Subscribe and then hit that bell icon. <laughs> I, I learned that. Yep, hit that go. bell icon. Um, oh, well, I guess the one thing that we will keep doing on YouTube is our weekly podcast yeah. that we now record video for and post up so you can look at our smiling faces and, you know, whatever random images I decide to put up on the screen. Um, you can check that out as another way to get your us fix. And the last announcement thing that I have is our next tournament. Um, we're going to do Explorer Popper. Um, that'll be June 11th at 8 p.m. East Coast time. Um, it's on MTG Melee. You can head over there to check out details. Uh, free tournament. Come sign up. Play some Explorer Popper with the rest of us. Um, I'll try and you know send a swag pack out or something to whoever wins. But uh, yeah, check it out on MTG Melee. There's details there. There's details in our Discord about it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it. So... Um, you have here a, a plea, uh, which is, uh, interact with us, please. Yeah. So I figured this would be a good place to start and then we'll roll into, um, like the actual topic of the show because they're kind of related. Um, I told you guys that I didn't really know what we were going to talk about this week. So I kind of got. It got me thinking about like what's happening in magic right now and what's happening over the summer and a little bit about what we talked about last week. And we're now 175 episodes into this show, right? We've been doing this mm -hmm. for coming up on four years, I guess. We're just past three. Like we're like three and a three and a half or yeah, something. Th yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. So something like that. Um, and we've, we've grown a lot. Like we have way more listeners than we did when we started. I think our show's way, like way, way better than it was when we started. We're doing more stuff. We're doing videos now. Um, and we've kind of fallen into like a content creation rhythm where a set comes out. We do like our set review episode. Then we'll do like a limited episode. We'll talk about some new deck archetypes and they kind of repeats mm -hmm. like we, we do the same few episodes like over you know four times a year or whatever with you know some random stuff here and there um but really all that we cover are like main set releases like occasionally we'll do a supplemental product like a modern horizons or something but typically we don't cover like the commander sets or commander decks or like stuff supplement like master sets there's really no point in covering master sets you know what i mean mm. so we don't really cover the supplemental products um and if you listen to last week's show um we kind of broke down wizards like release schedule for the summer or like lack thereof or whatever you want to call it it's simultaneously a lack of releases and an overload of releases it's very weird yeah, very strange. Um, so, like, we're not going to get another set that we would normally cover until September, which is going to kind of make content creation weird, at least for us, for, mm -hmm. like, what we have been doing, the kind of show that we have been doing. Um, so I don't know, like, what we should do. Um my initial thought and in, like how I started thinking about this episode is that 
like I don't care about universes beyond Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate to whatever. So I wouldn't typically like cover that set or the completely different yet thematically tied arena product with digital only cards normally would not be something we would cover. Um, But if we don't like do those things, we're not going to have another set to cover until September. And, you know, another another reason to not like have us jump into like the the commander product pool is you have some commander experience, but I don't think you'd call yourself a commander player. No, I have one. I have three unopened commander decks that contain Kappa Cannoneers, and I have <laughs> one unopened commander deck that is the blue green guy that lets you draw an extra card when you draw uh, when you play a land. AC. And I have I have a uh, I have some cards for perhaps playing making that deck a realish deck, but mm-hmm. I have I think about it like oh I should do that then I don't so like right. it's not like we're gonna be your go to people for like the hottest commander tech right it's like I don't know does it cost like eight mana it's probably really good for you to cast so uh, <laughs> you should probably do that and yeah. yeah there we go there there's my commander insight so yeah there's as we've talked about in other contexts. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of magic products that aren't for us. Mm-hmm. More and, and more. It yes. seems like every year, more and more. And so it's hard for us to talk about products and like, hey, what cards look good from this when they're not products for us. Right. Right. And, you know, we've done a lot of like playing in paper things and we kind of refreshed that in the fall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, part of what we're going to talk about and part of what we brought up in the pre-show is like, I don't know how many people are playing in paper to like make no that idea. a useful thing. Right. Uh, so uh, I could, I could definitely, we could definitely talk cube updates. We can just do like Brian <laughs> updates the cube. Uh, Cause there's yeah. always, there's always a cube update <laughs> happening. Uh, but I figure after a while you'd be like, stop, don't, don't care about your, your cube. Stop it. Um, well, and like, that's part of it also is, you know, we've talked about on the show a couple times now, like how, how you engage with the game has changed significantly. Mm-hmm. And like more and more lately, it's like finding ways to engage with the game that aren't playing it. And that's a really weird thing to say. Yeah. Like I play this game, but I don't play it. Yeah. It's like, I've not, I'm involved with it, but I don't play it. I've not used real cards in a very, very, very long time. Yeah, uh, and Gavin is still uh, too too young to, uh, yeah. to to play with me. To shuffle up, yeah. Though really thick sleeves. He, uh, uh, oh gosh, top loaders, just yeah. like hard plastic top, <laughs> top loaders. Uh, he got his very first Pokemon card. It lasted about two minutes before he cre- until he bent it in half. <laughs> I took him to the shop to buy some to buy some cards from. Uh, from the most recent set that got like screwed up in my TCG order, and yeah. he ran around uh, one of the one of one of the aisles, yeah. And then he's super sneaky. He like hid. Like I was, I was like, where did he go? And he like ducked down and hid, so I couldn't see him. I had to like come around, and he was laughing at me because I was like, Gavin, Gavin, where, where you at? Where you at? And then, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy working was like, do you want to give him a card? Like here, take my Pokemon card too. So, 
he got an executor that he like is mangled <laughs> in the back of my car now. So he's too far away from that. But yeah, yeah like I haven't used like real cards in a long time. Yeah. It's so, been a while. so yeah, so we need ideas. What do you want to hear about? Like, what are you interested in? That yeah, like, I mean, do you guys want us to cover sets that we might not be interested in? I don't know that that's going to make for, like, super engaging content. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, if you guys want to hear about it, like, I guess, yeah, I guess we can do and that. And it's, like, but. it's hard, like, you know, for, like, the Baldur's Gate set. Like, oh, hey, like, uh, like, what card should you buy? And it's, like, I can tell you what reprints you should buy or, like, you know, yeah. maybe what card might see play in Legacy or whatever. But, like, I don't know enough about commander to be like oh that card is going to be like a staple in every commander deck yeah i mean we could going forward like when they release a master set do like hey these are the cards you should target like we could do that but that's like what 30 minutes of like hey right these are the cards that are probably worth buying yeah and like ideally you know the ideas that we're kind of looking for aren't just like one-off episode ideas either because like we're going to talk about in the rest of this episode, I think, I think this is going to be more standard than like abnormal. Yeah. So like, if there's like a recurring thing that you guys can think of that you want us to talk about, like that, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like we're like part of why we did the show. We've talked about this before. Is like, cause it's something we enjoyed Yeah. and like they're, they're turning it into work. They're just like, you know what? We're not just going <laughs> to give you, cause remember, so if you think way, way, way back, Right when we started doing this, what was the stuff we talked about? What happened on the SCG tour the the yep. the weekend before? Like what decks were good? Like what? Yeah, what, we used to do tournament coverage. Tournament coverage, Not coverage but like yeah, recaps. Like, yeah, you know what? What tournaments are we preparing for? What decks were we playing and why? Mm-hmm. Right. So we did stuff like that, and it's like, uh, like you know, I. Like I'm, I have spent money on Arena, but I'm like so jaded to like remain like free to play. I'm just like, oh, you want me to spend how many drafts? This is how I think about <laughs> things on Arena. You want how many drafts for me to play this one event? No, I'm good. Yeah. Like I could play for free, or I could like try to get like uh one a one twentieth of uh, what I need for a free entry to an event. Yeah. I'll just save my money for that one entry if I want to do it. Okay, cool, done. Yeah. So, you know, like those things have gone away. So if there's something that you're like, hey, I'd be really interested in hearing like, you know, X, Y, or Z. And like I said, like mm-hmm. if you were like, I care about the cube, tell us what your updates are after every like set release. Fine, but that's we could like, totally do that. Yeah, that's like 20 minutes, right? Uh, and you know, when we get that sweet stance dot com uh, a sponsorship, <laughs> they're gonna want more than 20 minutes. You should probably email them. <laughs> you've never heard of a stamps.com but our listeners mail stuff a lot a lot yep um so um all of that gets us to kind of our main topic and perhaps like a bigger thesis that as you said no one's really talked about has wizards of the coach has given up on standard um, I mean, we kind of alluded to it last week, but that was really all we did. And I was really surprised that after, you know, a- after all the announcements and like dust has settled, I'm kind of surprised that like the professor or PK or like anybody really hasn't said anything about this. Like I like I thought it was what got me is weird. 
and again, maybe it's because I just had my head like the wrong rotation time, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, so Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, has been talking about thing cards he wanted to like rotate. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, hey, after New Capenna, like all these cards are going to rotate with the next set. And then like the next set is six months away and he hasn't been like, oh my God, I'm yeah. stuck with these cards for six more months. It was like, like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, just no one has been like, whoa, we're just not doing a summer release. Weird. Yeah. Um, and, like, next summer might be do the same thing. Yeah. Like, Wizards has kind of shown us that um, they're kind of throwing all, I don't know what you want, like, regularity out the window. There are no more sacred cows. <clears throat> yeah. Like, the four sets three months apart, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a year, uh, gone. Because what are we doing in the fall? We're doing Dominaria United, and then like eight weeks later, we're doing um, Brothers War. Brothers War. Yep. And as opposed to doing, I'm assuming they're gonna do the same thing they do this year. They're gonna be like eight weeks later. They're gonna be like, here's whatever yeah. the ne- next set is, like whatever it was, like oatmeal or Oreo or yeah. whatever it was. Whatever it was. Right. So can I drop another one on you real quick? Sure. Um, We're like halfway done with this master track. Yes, we are. This mastery track is only 70 levels. Because, so it's a short one. Because this, but this, but they're, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> But they're treating the like Baldur's Gate release on Arena mm-hmm. like the actual release right. of an of so, a set on Arena. So they <clears throat> had to have a mastery track for it and stuff. And like I'm not going to draft this. Not if it's full of digital only cards. I don't really have any interest in that. And like okay, if it's so when you draft, right, <clears throat> part of drafting is, like, I'm building my collection. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to play Historic. Like, they right. have, like, thoroughly ruined that format. Mm-hmm. Right? So, okay. None of these cards are legal in Explorer. Right. So, why am I, like, you commit, oh, you're spending money for the experience. Cool. Like, maybe I would do a draft. You're not going to do 22 of them, though. No, I'm not going to do 22. And this, my 22 Duke Capenna drafts, the least amount of drafts I've done on in in any set in like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, I've not done less than like 28 or 30 in any yeah. set. And this one, I'm just like, I can't bring myself to do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so like, like, I don't, I'm sure that, uh, Chad was like, bro, set's so really good in November, bro. Let's give him a new set. <laughs> right before Christmas. Bro, just get him all, get all that Christmas money, bro. Right? And I'm sure that's, I'm like 100% sure that's what it is, right? They've done the math, and yeah. they're like, oh, hey, like, sales The fall spike. set's too far be- before Christmas to get the Christmas money. Yeah. So the, um, whatever it is. The, there's a, a spike in sales in November, but mm-hmm. people aren't super excited about that set. So if we release a set right around then, we're going to ride that spike. And then, you know, 
maybe the Somersets didn't sell well. So they're like, let's just get rid of them. So, yeah, like it just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense in in the way of like we want standard to be a good format. Yeah. Um, but so this is the first mastery track that we've had for a non standard format though, right? We didn't get a yes. mastery track for Amonkhet. We didn't no. get a mastery track for Kaladesh. What was the other one? Kaladesh. No. We didn't get like so, we didn't get mastery track jump start. No. And like, I don't, I don't know how much longer this mastery track is good for. I couldn't find a date anywhere. Um, otherwise, I would have put it in here. But we got to be like halfway done with it, right? So um, Baldur's Gate comes out July seventh. I do believe. <clears throat> so like another month, we've got roughly six weeks. Yeah, and then I, I guess September is like roughly, roughly the same time period after that. Well, so like yeah, two months. Yeah, so we should. Uh, it'll be. Yeah, I guess that should run through till September. July to August, August to early September is when the next set comes out. Yeah, but right, they couldn't. I hadn't looked to see how long this mastery track was, but they couldn't make this mastery track 120 levels and just make right. it run till uh, the next standard set, right? Because that's 300 and that's 3,400 gems that mm-hmm. they wouldn't get people to click on and get right. rid of. So we're just going to, we have to have another one, right? That's part of the business model is we have four, well, this year, five mastery tracks Mm -hmm. in the year. So we got to make sure we get our five mastery tracks. Yep. Uh, Yeah. So so like I I thought that was interesting Um, and I hadn't heard anybody talking about that yet either. I hadn't even heard anybody mention that. Yeah. So like we've got, you know, Weird set releases, which they're like repeating next year or yeah, next magic year this this fall, fall and right. early winter, right? Yep. And you know, mastery track for random set, mm-hmm. right? And like it just feels like with this long break, they've kind of backed away from standard as being yep. like the flagship. And yeah. another another thing that l- leads into <clears throat> that is is alchemy, right? Yeah. Um, like our initial impression of the format was that alchemy was just going to replace standard on arena anyway. Right. Like yeah. wizards has shown that they can't really design a good standard format while including like all of the pieces for a bunch of other formats that they need to, and like keep everything balanced. So, you know, we just kind of assumed that alchemy was going to replace standard on arena. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe like maybe wizards has gone a step beyond that. And like maybe standard just doesn't matter anymore at all for anything. Yeah. Well, so the the plan one was let's ignore standard on arena for alchemy, like you said. The problem yeah. is is that everyone hated alchemy. Right. Right. So now it's kind of well. Let's ign- everybody hated the alchemy cards in historic, and. I don't think like actual alchemy was any better than standard was fair. So I don't think people actually hated alchemy. They just didn't care about it because it wasn't any better than standard. Well, it also hasn't like I had heard someone finally bring this up. I think we talked about this last week, right? It was also that the economy is so predatory that 
even if you were like, oh, hey, I really care about this uh, alchemy release, right? Mm -hmm. You just did whatever, um, 40 drafts to get enough cards for you to put together your standard deck, Mm -hmm. or you sunk $300 into the client. Yeah. And then if you were an alchemy player, hey, guess what? In four weeks, five weeks, we're dumping a whole other effectively full set release on you. Plus changing a bunch of cards that you already had to either make you craft them because you haven't yet or make them worthless. Yeah. And all of the cards surrounding them. Yeah. And we're going to like make it so like you, this is just another money sink, right? No one realistically could spend $600 per standard set release on arena. Right. To like play arena. Right. So they kind of just because of like, how I think if alchemy was uh, like, if they were just like, here are alchemy cards, they're free mm-hmm. in your account. Yeah. I think people would have been like, oh, okay, cool. Cool. But because it's like, hey, we need you to spend however much money. Or even if we were like, hey, every alchemy pack has two alchemy rares in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, cool. Like, that's super cool. Double Alchemy Masters. Yeah. Like, same price, but two rares, because we know we just soaked you. Two rares and a cosmetic. Yeah. We know we just soaked you uh, five weeks ago, so we can't do it again in good conscience. Bro, Mm -hmm. yes, we can. Bro, I don't have a conscience, (laughs) bro. Just beans. No conscience. I'll buy whatever. It doesn't matter. Bro, these nerds will buy anything, bro. That's right. Bro, how do you think I get all this creatine, bro? (laughs) Uh... Bro, how do you think markets all that cocaine? <laughs> the truth comes out, bro. Uh, yeah. So, but like they, so like, I think it was a combination of like people weren't super happy because alchemy wasn't different enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, hey, did you, uh, we have to also like extract so much more money out of you. Yeah. So like, They've kind. They kind of were like, "All right, alchemy is not working," but no one wants to play standard, right? So we'll give them explorer, right? So now we'll ignore standard on arena for explorer. Mm-hmm. That seemed reasonable, and they kind of have been ignoring standard in paper for a long time. Yeah, um, I have like a bunch of random thoughts written down that like maybe would make good talking points kind of like in this greater topic. Okay. Um, but like I said, my brain is not functioning at like full brain power currently. So I hadn't really like organized them or like, you know, come to any conclusions. I just figured we'd, you know, talk about some talking points here. You're, you're basically describing the podcast. It's fine. Oh, yeah, they're, but they're 175 episodes into the normal. <laughs> they're 175 episodes into some random talking points. It's yeah. fine. They're they're used to it. These ones are a little bit less organized than normal. Though, okay. right? Usually, like when I write an episode, like I have some place that I want to go with it, and like this time, I really don't have a place I wanted to go with it. I was just bed. thinking, you just wanted to go to bed. Yeah, I, I still just want to go to bed, man. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, c- kind of like I alluded to, like when we were kind of introducing this topic, um, like Wizards has been changing the way they design sets for quite a while now. Um, and they've been designing sets in such a way that they're like seeding a whole bunch of cards for other formats into the sets. Um, I know we've talked on the show before about how like a case, like when you got a standard set release, you'd get like a card or two cards that made it like all the way back to legacy, or you might get three or four cards that made it into modern where now you get entire archetypes from a set into legacy or modern. Yeah. Um, and same goes for commander. Like they're purposely putting in cards that are good in commander that are breaking other formats like agent of treachery, nexus of fate. Like those cards were not supposed to be uh Corvold. Those cards were not supposed to be playable in non-commander formats and they have broken non-commander formats. Yeah. I think that there's been a greater push to say, hey, we have a player base that is split among these six formats, Mm -hmm. right? We need to make sure that every someone in any of those six formats is interested in buying a booster pack. Yeah. Or if they're not interested in buying a booster pack, they're interested in buying a single that someone else has to open a booster pack to get. Right. And so that's led to like all the cards you listed, you know, $5 commons. Uh, yeah. Because it's from like, the best selling set of all time. Yeah. On well, b- before, before the next set, which was the best selling set of all time. They're always and, the best and the set after that. And yeah. the set after that. But, yeah. But like you have this situation where it's just we've got to make sure that we have cards for every format mm-hmm. and it becomes easy to miss, right? Yeah. If you're just trying to make a set that had the best possible cards for standard, mm-hmm. right? And you missed, I don't think you miss to the uh, extent that they've missed recently. Right. But if you're like, Oh, we need to put a, uh, a five-color commander in this set. Oh. Vintage playable. <laughs> yeah, vintage playable Golos. <laughs> We've got a bandit, bandit and commander. It's too good. Yeah. Right? And it's like, well, that's probably not where you want to be. And they're like, right. yes, but that's where we are. Make it a box topper. It'll be in the best deck in standard. Yeah. And so they, they just like... They keep doing these things and they miss and then they break their standard format because like we end up with like, you know, if you print like three twelves on a a 10 power scale, the best standard deck is the one that can best utilize all three of those twelves. Yep. Or build the best shell around one of the use some tens and build a shell around the twelve. Right. And it's like, oh, how many decks are there? Well, how many 12s are there? <laughs> well, there are three 12s. Congratulations. There are three decks. Three decks. Yeah. Uh, well, four only... decks if you find one that plays all of them. Yes. 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 Oh, they're, they're all... you adventures. Yeah, they're, they're all blue and black. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So there's, there's the deck that plays all of them. 
Yeah. And then they're the next to lose to them. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah, you have you this, like, by having so many masters, mm-hmm. like, they've had to let something go. Well, they... and, like, it even goes a little bit beyond that, though, because what was the first set where we had this issue? Like, was it Throne or was it Core 19? Core 19, their explanation for field was they wanted something for Scapeshift to do. Uh, right, but field wasn't the only problem with that set. <laughs> there was, there was, that was Golos and Vale. Yeah. And Aethergust. Yeah. And I think you can make an argument that, like, Vale wasn't supposed to be in Standard. Like... Maybe. Like, th- they didn't think Vale was going to be played in Standard. Right. Core 19, I think, had the problem... And I stand by this because of my boy Elvish Reclaimer. Mm-hmm. Right? Elvish Reclaimer was a modern Horizons card. I yeah. swear. Right? It cared about how many lands you had. I mean, Vale your... could have been also. But it cared about how many lands you had in your graveyard. Yeah. Red the red green archetype in Modern Horizons was lands in graveyard. Yeah. Right? So I don't know how many designs in Core 19. Yeah, I mean were, that makes sense because like Golos and Field were both. Yeah, we're we're supposed to be things that were in Modern Horizons that, right, so the modern, like, everyone can look at the files, right? And so Mm -hmm. someone on on the Core 19 team sees Field and goes like, oh, hey, can we have that? Because, like, we want something for Scapeshift to do uh, from the previous set. Oh, yeah, that's fine. We, We don't have space for it anyway. Yeah. And we're like, oh, I really like Elvish Reclaimer's design, but we don't have space for it in Modern Horizons. Can you guys use it? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We can put it in the set. So I think 19 was probably the first set that had that problem. Where, like, so, cards that weren't supposed to be in Standard bled into Standard. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, where I was kind of going with that thought is, like, Core 19 came out in 2018. Right, that's right how before, four sets work. Right before Throne, yeah. Yeah. So we're now four years into this problem. Yeah. And Wizards hasn't walked it back at all. Yeah, I think it was right before Throne, right? Or was it? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because Throne would have been... Because it went, it went Throne... No. No, yeah, I got it. That's right. Because it, w- it went thrown into Theros, right? Yeah, Theros Beyond Death. And then the world ended. And the world ended and then in the, 20. And then the world ended. Well, I, it, it was throw, or thrown Theros Ikoria and like the world ended like at Ikoria release. Yeah, but it ended in... in, in uh, uh, so it couldn't have been Core 20, right? Because Core twenty would come out, Core nineteen would come out in eighteen. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So that's why, like, so Core nineteen had to be out before like War of the Spark, and I guess War of the Spark too. So where was it? Uh, okay, so, oh, okay, so War was in nineteen. Yeah. So, is it Core? Is Golos from Core twenty? Maybe. Because like it was. The previous core set had um, Scapeshift. 
because it went War of the Spark was probably was the broken one. Then mm-hmm. yeah, because it was War was broken, and then the twenty, I guess Core twenty would have been the next broken one, right? Yeah. And then so maybe it was twenty, maybe we're three years into this like dumpster fire. Okay. Well, still, I don't think the argument changes. No. no, no, no. Um, like they've had plenty of sets and plenty of time to correct the uh, the course that we're on, and really haven't done so. Um, like arguably have done the opposite and doubled down yes, on making things for other formats. So like that only like can lead you to one conclusion is that like this whole thing is by design and they're prioritizing basically every other format over standard. Yeah. Where they've, they've decided that they figured out how to monetize those formats. Yeah. And so now that we can monetize those formats, we're just going to, keep monetizing them yeah, yeah cor- so it is it is 20 because here's veil 20 yeah so veil okay. aether gust risen reef yep. lotus field yeah like yeah just a bunch wild, of bangers a wild collection of cards yeah uh, agent of treachery yeah yeah so it was like war this into throne mm-hmm. which just you know was a you know, a collection of, of sets that should not be. <laughs> Even Colossus um, Hammer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, New modern archetype. Colossus Hammer. Yeah. Uh, did you know Field of the Dead is still 20 bucks? Yeah. Dear yep. God. I was looking at them. That's what kind of prompted my um, mini sell-off right before I got sick. I was going through some cards to make buy list orders and... Uh, I couldn't believe that that was still a $20 card. So I started going through, I never made it that far. I only made it through. I think I made it up to fate reforged before I started not feeling great. So yeah, there's still <clears> cash. <throat> there's still money. In the oh, banana there's stand. still plenty of cash. Yeah. <laughs> there's always money in the banana stand. Yeah. So yeah, they've definitely had a stretch where they've done a bad job designing cards. And I feel like you could argue they're steering out of it a little bit, but, um, I, oh. I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit like the problems aren't maybe not as egregious anymore, but they haven't like dialed it back really. No, like I think the cards, maybe they're not 12s anymore, but there's more of them. Yeah. I think that maybe we're more accepting of the cards that are super pushed, right? Like the wandering emperor getting played in legacy. Uh huh. Uh, and just like any random white deck. Uh, Ledger Shredder being in like a staple in every format. Yeah. So like there, but it, do you like, I remember when like fate, like, so when dragon, uh, when cons came out, mm-hmm. like other than the fetch lands, like none of those cards got really like treasure crews and dig. Yeah. And then, no, uh, and cons, nothing was exposed. Well, like, well, Wingmate Rock was for a minute, but that was, that was from standard, standard, not from any other but, format. But not even, like, monetarily. Like, it wasn't like they just, like, instantaneously, like, went into, right. Like, every format. And then, like, Fate Reforged mm-hmm. was Monastery uh, Mentor. Monastery Mentor and Ugin only in Tron. Tron and, like, Cloud Post decks. Yeah. Right. And uh, Dragons, Collected Company, and 
Huh? Like, not a whole lot? Uh, the commands. The commands yeah, showed up everywhere for a while. K-command. Well, they, like all of them did. Yeah. Well, maybe not all of them, but... A target's, uh, target's command. command command. Yeah, they uh, saw play. But, like, it wasn't... I don't know. <laughs> like, they saw play, but they didn't warp formats. Right? Mm-hmm. Now a lot of the cards... Right? We went through a stretch where, like you, like you said, we just get archetypes. Right. Like, hey, would you like this to be the best... <laughs> This card might be the best deck in fill in the blank format. Oh, mm-hmm. thanks. We yeah. get less of that now, <clears throat> but there's way more of like card that sees eternal play mm-hmm. yeah, than there sure. used to be. Yeah. Ooh, monetary Swiss spear. Monetary Swiss spear is the like other cons card that like saw like wide play. Well, but, I mean, there's a zombie fish too, but yeah. it's a common. Was no zombie fish was from fate. No. Yeah. I think. Was it? Yeah. No, because it has delve. Yeah, so does Tassiger. Tassiger is from fate. Oh, that's true. No, I don't think they were in the same set. Uh, the internet knows. The uh, internet. I just have to spell Gurmag correctly. Ha <laughs> uh, It is from Fate Reforged. Is it really? Oh. 15 cents. Oh. All right. Uh, there's also you got me. an old border printing for $1.62. Uh, so there were a few, but like, yeah. but like Gurmag Angler took Patrick Chapin, like building a deck around it and people laughing mm-hmm. at him. And then getting like their Tarmogoyfs clowned. <laughs> and then yeah. going, oh, it's always bigger than Tarmogoyf. Yeah, it's always bigger than Tarmogoyf. Yeah. For like one mana. Oh, oh one it mana. makes the Tarmogoyf smaller. Oh, that's a oh. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just. But it just feels like there's more cards that are just like more powerful. And, yeah. and you are right that they are. They're trying to dial it back, I think, for standard while letting those cards slip through. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, you know, like, Legislative Shredder isn't going to, like, I don't think it's, like, a huge, like, standard player. Mm-hmm. But it's seeing play elsewhere. Kind of like yeah. Monastery Mentor. Right. Basically was, saw no play in standard. Yeah, it just didn't work with what was going on. Yeah. Right? And... You know, if they could do that more, but like they were just missing. And Mm -hmm. so like they've made it so standard is kind of like unbalanceable. At least in like the medium term, because you print throne. Congratulations. Nothing you print till throne rotates matters. Right. Unless it's Kroxa and Uro. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Unless it's Simic. Yeah. And then, so then you're like, okay, well, I've got to push the next set. How am I going to sell the next set? Okay, well, maybe they honestly miss Companions, but the power lover of Companions was as at a point because it had to to compete with the other stuff. Yeah. Everything else that was going on. And then you also have the problem of like, oh, these commands are fun. 
or not commands. Uh, ultimatums are fun. Yeah. Uh, for commander, commander players. And I remember when they printed <laughs> the first one, or when they spoiled the uh, uh, the the Sultai ultimatum. Mm-hmm. I was like, why did they do this? Nothing good can come of this. You just get 14 mana worth of stuff. That has to yeah. be something you can do to win the game. So oh, it's fine. And then it's just like, oh, no. It, it, it's just every turn, it's turn five, fine. you just lose the game. Yeah. Oh, neat. Right, so they've done a really bad job. They've not demonstrated that they can like make standard work. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yeah, let's not. And then what was the thing that kind of held standard together for years and years and years, even when there was a bad standard? The competitive environment? Yes. You had to play standard <clears throat> because yeah. that's what most of the competitive tournaments were in. Right? Yeah. You know, like, you know, other than like modern season, which was usually like in the fall. Right. Right. Which was right when standard rotated and usually when standard was kind of at its worst. Right, right before right. rotation. Right before <clears throat> slash like right after, right? Yeah. And so uh, you had to play standard. And they like nuked organized play slash like changed it so many times that I could not tell you how to qualify for things. Uh, I mean, still can't. They, yeah, still right can't. before we started recording this show, we just went through... A huge thing in Discord about how this DreamHack stuff is supposed to work. And uh, the cliff notes are nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, you, you, went and, you went and did a deep dive. You snuck into the DreamHack Discord server and found no one there scheduling tournaments. Uh, yeah, they have a whole room in their Discord for people to post up their events. And signups for the events have been going on since April. And they end in two weeks. And there are no events posted. Sweet. We did it. But the DreamHack website directs you to Discord. Mm-hmm. A- any questions you have, join our Discord. Um, yeah, weird. No events. So, like, <clears throat> so for years, even when Standard was bad, you had to play it, right? Yeah. And so that required you to kind of, like, make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Right, like you either leaned into like I'm gonna play the best deck, or I'm gonna play the deck that I think has a good matchup against the best deck, and that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Right, and oh, a combination of like pandemic and trash mm-hmm. management. Well, and the year of commander. Yeah, so I three <clears> things: <throat> pandemic, trash management, and the desire to turn commander into magic's premier format Mm -hmm. like all of those things conspired together to get rid of organized play Mm -hmm. and right if there's no organized play right if you hop on arena and you're playing standard and your opponent goes galvanic iteration uh, Elrond's, Epi- Elrond's Epiphany on turn six, two games in a row. Right? There's no reason for you to be like, you know what? I got to figure out how to beat this deck. Yeah. Right? You just go like uninstall. I'll come back. <laughs> I'll come back in a few months and see if this is still happening. And you yeah. come back in a few months and you're like, oh my God. 
it's nobody's still done anything about this yet. Yeah, right. And so you're just like, so there's not that like, you know what? I know I'm going to go to F and M, and I want to play standard, mm. and I have to play against this deck. So I'm either going to figure out how to beat it, or I'm going to like play it, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm just going to play some oddball thing and scoop to this twice, <laughs> and like have fun hanging out with my friends. Right, it's like no, like, I'm gonna get on the ladder and be miserable for 45 minutes. I think I won't get on yeah. the ladder. <laughs> like if you're wizards though, and you see, regardless of whether it's by design or by happenstance, if you're wizards and you see the focus, you know, shifting away from organized play, like nobody knowing how organized play works, nobody tuning in for your competitive, you know, streams, nobody caring about competitive play in general or seemingly nobody comparing nobody caring about competitive play um and the system that you do have isn't focused on standard anymore like we have a bunch of pioneer events and i think after that's modern like the focus is not on standard for the foreseeable Mm -hmm. future through any of the organized play um and everybody, like all of your players have moved, you know, through the pandemic, through losing organized play, whatever, moved away from your competitive formats to Commander. Um, combined with what we were just talking about, kind of with the, uh, um, like with the standard releases being weird, like why would you continue to support command or standard? Like if you're if you're trying to shove all these other things into standard and making a bad standard format and not being able to balance it, and less people are playing standard, the OP focus isn't on standard. Like from Wizards' point of view, regardless of like how you got here, why would you continue to support standard? I mean, there's no reason to, right? Like if right. you've if you've decided that the reason that you put cards in packs is for people in non that don't play standard to buy them. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you don't care about standard players. Right. Right? If you've decided that the way we're going to make the most money when we make a standard set, right? When we make mm-hmm. our new set every every quarter in theory, right? Is to get is if we've decided that we have six formats, right? Standard Pioneer, Modern, Commander, Limited, and I guess Legacy kind of exists. We'll ignore it. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Right? If you've decided that I don't need the Legacy people, there's like seven of them. No one cares. No, that's sad. Right? And I don't need the Standard people. Right? Mm -hmm. I can make a good Limited environment. For the most part, I figured that out. Yep. Right? Yeah, I mean, we really have had pretty good limited environments. Like, even the bad ones have been better than previous bad ones. Yeah. I'm going to make my money selling my cards to Pioneer, Modern, and Commander players. Yeah. Right? And then getting people to, like, draft. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? If you've decided that, like, you don't need the standard players and, right, you know, there's also a stickiness to Magic players, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So if everyone at your store stops playing standard because it sucks, right? right? 
and they all move to playing Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't, Magic doesn't lose you as a player. Right. Right? You just move to Pioneer. So you're still interested in the next set release because what if it has a busted card for my Pioneer deck? Mm-hmm. Oh, imagine that. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I need to crack packs or I need to like, Shopkeep needs to uh, crack pack so I can buy the singles that I need. Yeah. Right? And so they're able, like, they're just able to be like, you know what? The people that play standards are typically pretty enfranchised. Mm -hmm. They're not going to leave us, or they're not going to leave us in large enough numbers for us to care when we've now got commander people playing our product. Yeah. Um, That's kind of like a whole other thing that I hadn't thought about that you just kind of made click in my head. And that's that if you think about the type of people that played or played standard versus the type of people who play modern legacy commander, whatever, um, like how many standard players did you see that would foil out their standard deck? Very few. I did it with Gates. I regret it. How many modern players have you seen that have a foiled out modern deck? Or we're working on foiling out a modern deck. A lot. What we, about Commander? Uh, I don't interact with those people. From what I've heard, it's a lot. A lot. So if you're also changing the way that it, not just you're designing the cards, but you're like marketing your product with collector boosters, set boosters, super ultra foils. Um, Secret layers. Etched, etched foils whatever the sunburst, whatever the new one is, new shimmer, what wavy, whatever it is, new foil. Yeah. Secret layers, alt art, whatever. Um, like you're going to sell those cards more to not standard players mm-hmm. than to standard players. And also like, I would imagine it's a lot harder to design secret layers for cards currently in standard based on like how much time it takes to you know get stuff sent to print and back and distributed i would imagine like by the time you knew what needed to be included in a secret layer for standard like it wouldn't be relevant anymore like think about oh gosh there were some cards that like didn't the the theros titans come out pretty quick um was it like yeah, 6 or 9 months in, later they were in the Keldheim secret lair, though. Okay, so it was a year. Yeah. And they were like, oops, we're banning Uro. Which I still think was pretty quick, though. Like, I mean, they had to have yeah. started that before they realized that Uro was a huge problem. Yes, it was before Uro was a huge problem. But, like, that's what you, like, they, they could have been, like, the last thing you want to do doing something like that is be like, Elspeth is fire. We need to have an alt art Elspeth because every standard player is going to have four Elspeth in their deck and then no one yeah. plays it. And then your secret layer doesn't Sells happen. None. Right. Yeah. But you know that whatever commander card, you know that if you had a secret layer cyclonic rift, mm-hmm. right, that every blue player, uh, commander player buys that secret layer. Right. Everyone. Um, so like you have probably just every commander player, honestly, like not even just the blue ones. Yeah. But like you have like, 
I have my uh, my sanguine bloods showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine did too. I, I haven't opened them yet. I don't know what um, like bonus cards I got, but they just showed up the other day. I have literally never opened my secret layers. <laughs> I have the Mark Pool secret layer in foil, mm-hmm. and then I have the sanguine blood one in foil, just because it's got a sanguine blood in it. Yeah, and uh, I have my Thalias. Yep. Never opened any of them. <laughs> Gavin's got to go to college somehow. Somehow. Um, somehow. Uh, weren't they supposed to ship with like collector boosters as like an I'm sorry for punching oh, the, they might the be. Vander deck? You know what's bad is like somewhere on my shelf, as I'm looking for it right now, I see it. Uh, they sent like a, oh gosh, what did they send? They sent like a, a, a Forgotten Realms like pack. With yeah. one of mine a while back, never opened that pack. Yeah, yeah I opened that one. I don't. I didn't get collector boosters with this one though. Oh, you didn't? Mm-mm. Oh, maybe that's when the. I bet you know what it is. That's when the uh, the uh, the commander decks come. They'll come with the collector. They'll come with the collector boosters. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. If you're if your marketing plan is to sell to whales right mm-hmm. there are more whales in eternal formats yeah. than there are in um standard right because like sure. standard it's like i'm going to play this deck for three months mm-hmm. i need to spend as little money on it as possible yep so that i can then buy my next standard deck and play that for three months and you're not going to be like, oh, like $70 fill in the blank. Um, foil Oco. Card? Yeah, Foil Oco. Cool. In. Like, no, that's yeah. just not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I can see where if you're, if like your plan is to, to, to pimp, to pimp your deck, you've got to mm-hmm. sell to the people that want to, want to pimp their deck. Well, if you're, if you're planning on doing that kind of stuff and like that's where you've decided that you're going to make more money selling your product is with fancy versions of your product, it just doesn't make sense to like support the formats where they don't care about the fancy product. Yeah. Like I would even argue that limited players care more about the fancy cards than standard players do because at least the limited players, when they open one, can sell it and get a draft out of it. Yeah. Whereas the standard players just don't care. Yeah, this is like, okay, whatever. I mean, yeah. uh, think about our first foray into like random fancy cards, which was uh, Theros. Not Theros, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Throne. Throne. Right. I remember distinctly a podcast host being perturbed that he had four <laughs> uh, uh, murderous writers. But and they were all different. A regular one, a showcase one, a foil one, and then something. And it was just, and you're just like, well, this sucks. I have four. And one a was like a pre release one. Right. Yeah. And you're like, well, this sucks. Like, I have four, but they don't match. Right. Right. Like, this like, is not good for me. I don't want this. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, this product is not for you, good sir. <laughs> Right. Yeah, mo- most products are not for me anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, so uh, that is a 
a way that they that they've just decided it's it's all about I think monetizing like how many beans can yeah. we get in Chad's pocket? Yeah. Right. So another thing, like I said, these are kind of just talking points. They're not really in any order or anything. Um, but Wizards has said, especially like through this year of Commander or whatever, yeah, I guess that was two years ago now, but it feels like it's still the year of Commander because mm-hmm. that's all anybody talks about. And those are like the only products we get anymore. Um, that more people are learning to play the game through Commander, which I really don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's like the most complex format, and that's how you're onboarding people. It's like, but, hey, how about this card from like 20 years ago? That we said with the random f- mechanic that we had to change the rules to make work in yeah. like today's rules. And then and then we uh we set the font the the font size for the rules text to three, yeah. so it would all fit. Yeah. Go. This is an yeah. ice cauldron. Good luck. <laughs> Jeweled um, amulet. Exactly. I'm going to now cast Armageddon. Well, how do I do anything? Yeah. You don't. That's the you whole don't. point. <laughs> I hope you have some mana rocks. Yeah. Oh. Oh, fun. But on the other hand, right, if... It's more social. Like, it's more approachable. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, like, on some level, I think Commander players and Legacy players are similar in that they just want to get a game. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So, like, you're like, yo, I've got, like, three decks. Here, mm-hmm. take one, and we'll sit here and we'll play. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um... So, like, I could see that, but, like, the only place people were, like, like, Commander was the only way people were playing Magic, because it was the, it was kind of the thing you could do on the down low during the pandemic. Well, I mean, there was a couple things going for it. Number one is people seem to be a lot more comfortable, like, closing their doors in. So, like, if you already had somebody in your circle that you were seeing regularly, mm. it was more acceptable to keep seeing that person than it was to sit down with a table of randos, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I've decided to include you in my secret circle, then we might as well just keep playing anyway because you're in my circle. I'm already exposed to you. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it. And then another part was, well, I guess it's kind of the same part, but uh, like a lot of commander players have like a commander night that's not necessarily at the game store where Mm -hmm. it's just like four buddies getting together at somebody's house and for a lot of people like that just kind of kept happening so commander just kept getting played and i think it was people were more apt to do like the spell table online webcam magic i think partly because it was more of an excuse to hang out with people right like I don't have anything to really talk about with this person, but we'll just play like magic and that will mm-hmm. like fill the dead, the dead air. Yeah. We'll right? Break the ice a little bit. Yeah. How, how was your day? I tap for mana cast Armageddon. <laughs> Isn't this fun for all of us? Um, wasteland. Yeah. Wasteland you. I'll, I'll cast Armageddon, play strip mine. Go. Uh, woohoo. Uh, but, uh, Right, like I think there were more people willing to do that because, mm-hmm. like, standard was often like point of standard was you needed to play against like three or four or five or six different people over the course of a few hours, mm-hmm. right? And that wasn't like something you could like get from right. from the like you know 
belt table uh, stuff. Yeah, the webcam magic. Yeah. Yep. So, what are you gonna? Yeah. Do? Um, like kind of wrapping that whole thought up. Um, if people are onboarding through Commander, and like that's important to Wizards is how to onboard new players. If you know the way that new players are gravitating to the game is through Commander. And like, arguably, that's not something that Wizards designed. Like, I don't think Wizards had any intent to make Commander the way to onboard new players. No, um, they've always had some sort of product aimed at doing that, and I don't think it was ever the Commander product. No, um, but if that's how new players are being onboarded, why would you continue to support the format that traditionally was for onboarding players? Yeah. Like, if that's not serving the purpose anymore, on top of all of these other things that we've talked about, there's not really a point to support the format. No, like, like there's, it. like, you're not, like, what is it, like, you should listen to your customers. If your customers say, want to use your product this way, you shouldn't tell them no. Right. You should encourage them to do the thing they want to do with your product. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yep. like, a lot of players, especially over this, like, chunk of time like pandemic and a little before like i want to use this product in four player pods mm-hmm. and as opposed to going like no don't wizards went sure that sounds cool mm-hmm. but i think the problem has been they have leaned too far into it yeah i mean even the commander players are i don't know if they still are but for a while they were kind of agitated about being designed for instead of like they kind of like just picking up the scraps yeah well i mean there is i mean i saw people uh tweeting was it severum from the or shivam from the uh uh the rc advisory group yeah Yeah. um that was our uh our rc rules committee um he uh was like uh we should stop making i think it was him it was like we should stop making it so every pre-con face commander is not just the best commander for that archetype that's ever been printed. Yeah. Right. And so they, but like, it's one thing if your player base is like, Hey, we would like to use your cards for commander. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can lean into it some, but for them, like, it seems like they've just been like, Oh, that's it. And they've just yeah. like hard turned. Well, and I mean, like, that's something that Wizards does with everything, though. Like, I, I forget, I, I made this exact analogy for something else not that long ago. I don't remember what it is. But, like, Wizards latches onto something, and they just do it until they can't do it anymore, and then they throw it out. Yeah. <clears throat> they just... I don't, I don't remember what I was talking about when I said you that. You just hold but. on and squeeze as much money in out as you can. Yeah. And then, well, I think, like, this is something we talked about last week, right? With all the products, there's gonna come a point where they like where the the sales line doesn't go up anymore, right? Right, and then there's gonna be like panic at Watsy mm-hmm. as they slash products and whatnot. Yep. But yeah, I it seems like it's just been easier to say the money right now is in Commander. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to like maintain this other thing? Right. Well, I, it, like a. I don't I don't mean to say that like the whole problem or that it even is a problem is commander. Like I don't I don't think like play the game however you want. I don't care. Yeah. And like I don't care that Wizards is designing stuff for Commander. And like honestly, I don't I'm at the point like 
comprehending this all myself where I don't even know that this is a problem. It's just something that like, I hadn't heard anybody talking about that like standard just might be dead. Yeah. Um, well, so I thought we'd talk about it. And like I said, I don't even know that it's a problem. Like I don't No, it, it might not be. I find I, myself not caring that standard might not be a thing anymore. And I mean, and that's a big thing for you as you were the like default standard player. You were mm-hmm. the archetypical I play standard person. Yeah, for sure. Right. I was always a standard guy for team events. I was the one that everybody asked what was good in the format when they had an event. Yeah. I was always the one that people wanted to jam against because I was in tune with the format. Yeah. And it's to just be like, eh, it's dead and it might be fine. I don't mean, I didn't mean to like blame Commander. More yeah. along the lines of uh, like, think about Wizards hasn't gone through like a, a huge hiring spree, right? Right. Right. So they still have the same, like, now granted they have the, the casual playtest group, right, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. right? But for the most part, they basically have the same people working there. Mm-hmm. And they're cranking up twice as many products. Mm-hmm. Right? So, right, they only have so much bandwidth. So every time they crank out four commander decks, mm-hmm. someone has to, in theory, playtest those cards. In theory. Right? And that would... And perhaps mean that that someone has to spend less time playtesting standard, right? Yeah, and it's not. Like, and it's not just commander, right? It could be like any number of things. Like someone has to design modern, uh, has to design uh, double masters too, mm-hmm. right? Has to design that limited environment. So they're playtesting the limited environment. Yeah, they're not looking at. Uh, why, why is it that blue-white is the best deck in uh, in Nuka Pana by a mile? Yeah. Right. Um, like, that I agree with. Um, I don't know that commander decks need to be play-tested a ton because the floor is not really all that low. Like, if you miss, it's... Whatever. It, it, was, it was a place that you put, like, four cards that you wanted to, like, put in commander. Yeah, I mean, you, you, there are definitely like places where they like Dockside Extortionist is whoopsie. like, yeah, that's a whoopsie. And sure, you know, whatever. But, and it, like, there's a lot of people that wish the card didn't exist, but it's not like you, you destroyed a format because you printed Dockside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, you print Agent of Treachery and you destroy a format. You print Nexus of Fate and you destroy a format. Um, you print. I mean- Oko and you destroy four formats. <laughs> All of them. I mean, like, and then you print Uro and you destroy three formats. Yeah. Right, and back-to-back sets. Oops, that won't happen again. Oh. 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 Same casting cost, too. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Why did, we sh- why did we shave a mana symbol off of both of them? Uh, but yeah, you, you have this situation where like it just seems like they're spread too thin, and the yeah. thing the thing that has suffered, like at the end of the day when they're like, "Yo, man, I I don't know if this set's good for standard," it mm. just like shrug and it's like, "Yeah, don't it doesn't care. matter anymore." Doesn't matter. Like we're gonna sell this. We're going to sell this product off of these other formats. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think for a long time it was we're gonna sell this product off of standard. Yeah. And that shift. Right is means that they just spend less time looking at standard. Mm-hmm. 
I would not be surprised if we saw more of this going forward. And I know you mentioned earlier about how like you expect to see this next fall for like them doubling up in the fall and skipping summer or whatever for, you know, sales around Christmas time. And that makes a ton of sense. I hadn't even thought about that, but I can definitely see like this trend continuing and it's going to snowball. Like mm -hmm. if somebody at wizards, you know, puts all of these points together and says, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huh? Why are we still doing this? Yeah. Like you're, you're going to get releases that aren't tied to standard anymore. So you might get, you know, a standard set to have, you know, something lower powered to, you know, onboard people, but then you'll get Explorer Horizons or Pioneer Horizons and Modern Horizons and, you know, all these random Lord of the Rings, modern, modern exclusive or whatever. Like mm -hmm. you're going to get all these random sets that don't have anything to do with standard. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if standard sets started getting pushed out of the way and they just got rid of it. I, like, I don't know if they go. I guess they could. Like, if you don't yeah. have, if you don't have a format that requires you to release four sets a year. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I guess I. That I mean, it's like, weird because that's how, like, that's how we've been trained to think. I mean, this fall is thirty years of Magic. Yeah. They've literally been releasing Magic sets once every three-ish months for like twenty-nine. Or twenty-eight of those years, until this year. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like alpha and the beta, like were those? Uh, well, like the early sets didn't yeah. matter because, yeah, like, they were released. But like, like alpha, they there was only one printing. They printed as much as they could afford, mm -hmm. and then all of the profits from alpha went to print beta. Yeah, and but, then they did the same thing. But like, if you look at, so basically, let's say twenty-seven, twenty-eight years, they've been on the same schedule. And then mm -hmm. this year, not so much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is it... I know that we were talking about that uh, Crimson Val didn't do very well. Mm -hmm. Did Crimson Val not do very well because people didn't like the set? Or because of when it was released? Um, I don't know. I don't know that it had anything to do with when it was released. Like, I think that block in general didn't do great like mm -hmm. i don't think midnight hunt or crimson vow did great and i think part of the problem with midnight hunt and crimson vow was the um well, what, what was it called the double feature mm -hmm. not people only like were, were the sets, on that well not only were the sets not super strong but people didn't really care about the cards because there was a whole nother product with the same exact cards in it mm -hmm. so there wasn't like there wasn't a ton of hype to, you know, crack collector boosters for Crimson Vow when you in know month, in you there's a month, set coming. yeah, there's going to be another set with like kind kind of a cool shtick. Yeah, well, I so let's say this year, mm -hmm. uh, the Brothers War mm -hmm. doesn't sell well. Right? Maybe they go like, huh? Okay. Maybe our like, you know, our our thought of we need to get a set closer to Christmas, maybe that's bad. And maybe mm -hmm. that pushes them to go closer to the old timeline. Yeah. Or something. Or they like, you know, then they like start doing a set August and October or August yeah. in 
early well, I mean, November. August and November would be fine. Like that would be right. Like not you, that far from where we were, but yeah, still pace, just, like, pushes pace back. things out appropriately. But they might move them around a little bit in the in the future. <clears throat> yeah. But you're also right that if they've decided that we're only des- that we're only selling for to like four four uh, groups, right? Mm-hmm. As long as they have a booster pack that's 450 right for <laughs> for uh for people to draft yeah right that keeps your limited players engaged because like the limited players don't care if it's like new capenna or just like you know right. uh double feet double masters four Right. Like, doesn't matter to them. Oh, it's Popper Masters. Fine. Don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Like, it's a limited environment. It's a limited environment. I'll play it for a while. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, hey, as long as then your other players want to, like, crack packs. It's secret layer cube. In. <laughs> In. A proxied vintage cube. Yep. Oh, that'd be hilarious if they, like, did a cube that was all of, like, the cards they could reprint. Mm-hmm. And then all the reserve list cards are just the playtest cards. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> like, would that just be great? That would be great. Like, it's just like a sticker over a card. Just like, it's just like Mox Pearl. <laughs> Black Lotus. And it's just like a picture of like a pearl. <laughs> you just move yeah. on. Great. <laughs> great. Wizards call me. <laughs> We found out how to get around the reserve list. There we go. Uh, there was someone who tweeted the other day. It was like, it was like, I'm so happy. It was my idea to have jumpstart sets for jumpstart releases for every standard release. And I was like, that's not a, it's not something to be proud of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not something to be. It's like, you know, you know what we need another set, but like, yeah, if that like went away and they could still like sell to limited players and so to mm-hmm. that other group. Yeah. And like, yeah, if everything just became like, hey, we do a modern hor- we do a modern horizons, and then we do an explorer horizons and a pioneer horizons, and yeah. there we go. There, there there's well, our excuse to make new cards. Like, why did standard matter in the first place? Because there was competitive events tied to it, mm-hmm. because it was a way for to onboard players. And because it was, you know, a relatively inexpensive format. Well, I think the from a business point of view, there's the onboarding of players, but there's also it was the only set that made you buy new cards, or the only format. Well, yeah, I mean, every format makes you do that now. Yeah, but for years they hadn't figured yeah. out how to make modern legacy and commander rotate every year. <laughs> True. But very true. Now they figured out how you do that. Yeah. Right. You know, next next uh, Modern Horizons three is going to be like Robo Monkey, and it's going to be a uh, <laughs> uh, a oh, Mem Knight. No. It's going to cost zero mana, but have the Ragavan text. But Modern Horizons three is Lord of the Rings. We know this already. Well, they've said it's not going to be Lord of the Rings, uh, Modern Horizons power level, but like it has to be. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's right. So it'll just be like the one ring. Yeah. Will be like zero mana, four tap sack, win the game. <laughs> yeah. It's be like, oh, neat. 
or target player loses metamorphose. <laughs> yeah, target player loses the game. I mean, yeah, that way it yeah. works better in in, in a. It's, you don't in just win your commander game. Right. Yeah. Uh, you just get the arch enemy out of there, and then you're fine. Yeah. But like none of those things that we just said on Y standard mattered in the past are relevant today. I guess the only so, thing that the only reason that standard needs to stay in air quotes is maybe for arena. Not with alchemy. I mean, that's what we kind of started the episode. But on. I, I, so you're like, just like, Oh, Hey, here's like an alchemy release every, mm-hmm. every quarter. And well, that I mean, is, we're getting that with this set. Commander, Baldur's Gate, yeah. Legends 2, Alchemy, Horizons, whatever. I wonder if Alchemy was, like, their way, like, for this exact problem. We're not going to have a summer set. How are we going to, like, keep people on Arena? Oh. We'll make this yeah. other format. And they'll really like it. It'll be different enough from Standard. Yeah. And, right, like, if you were, sta- if you were a Standard player... Right, and you're looking at five or six months of, I don't know, jet mirrors, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, if I see another jet mirror, I'm gonna puke, <laughs> right? Uh, and you're just like, okay, here, here, we're gonna give you this alchemy set to like change it up so you don't have to play the same format for the next five months. Oh, thank mm-hmm. God. But yeah, I think now with like explore, people have walked away. Yeah, you're right. You might be right. Like. Maybe at the 35-year anniversary of Magic, we're talking about um, the fact that there's not been a standard set release in three years. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like Masters and Horizon sets and Commander sets. Oh, don't forget Universes Beyond. But for the most part, our Universes Beyond sets fall into like the the construct of a commander product, a secret layer, or a horizon product, right? There's right, not but like, that's, there's like not if many... there's no standard set though, what's the difference between a horizons product and a normal product? In which case, why couldn't you do two universes beyond sets every year and two horizon sets every year with some supplemental products and just like randomly select what formats they're going to be legal in. I mean, fair. It just seemed- I, I need a I need a Teletubbies set. I want universes beyond Teletubbies. And I want it to be legal in vintage. And that's it. it. Only vintage. Only I don't want it to be legal in legacy. I don't want it to be legal in commander. I just want Teletubbies in vintage and I want a 300 card set. <laughs> um you, you, I'm going to say something that should never have been said. Here we go. Uh, play Black Lotus, sack it, cast my Tinky Winky. Sack <laughs> my Tinky Winky. Sack my, t- my Tinky Winky, get Blight Steel. <laughs> Attack with Blight Steel, kill you. I know yeah. no other Teletubbies other than Tinky Winky. That's why I had to go get a Blight Steel. I... So... When you asked me to do mental magic with Teletubbies, <laughs> I knew one Teletubby. Thank you, I, I used him early on. 
So, there you go. <laughs> or, or like, sack my tiki winky. On that note. <laughs> put, put, put Loras onto the battlefield, recast Black Lotus. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, but yeah. Play Shadowfax. <laughs> Shadowfax? Is that yeah. another Teletubby? Oh, it's Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. You said you said shadow fax, and the first thing I thought was a dark evil fax machine. <laughs> no, Lord of the Rings. Uh, you got to mix your universes, man. You can't just have one universe. You need to go beyond. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> twenty-eight years of like lore, and blood they were like the blood god. We're we're out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blood of the blood god. <laughs> PK did a whole video on like. This is a sick card name. It's so good. I don't know what people are talking about. It's great. I'm like, all right. Yeah, so, whatever. Mark, Mark, what does the blood god want? He wants blood, man. Give him blood. <laughs> so this card's blood of the blood god? Yeah, man, it's great. Most exciting set ever. It's like, all right, Mark, thanks. Thanks. Here's a key bump. <laughs> Keep up that energy, man. <laughs> Oh man! So, one one day I just went like Mark to do an interview. It's like, so Mark, what do you think about the set? It's really not our best work. I'm <laughs> disappointed. Best selling set of all time, but I really didn't like it at all. I really didn't like it. It was garbage. A bunch of hacks. It was just made cards it. that were stuck under my desk. We didn't know where else to put them. Exactly. So I had this idea for uh, th- forty five years ago before magic <laughs> happened. So uh, yeah. Back when I still had my body and I wasn't just a head in a jar. Yeah, here's. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what Hasbro is using all this money for. They got like we got to keep Mark alive forever. <laughs> yeah. All right. He'll be in the Hall of Dead Dead Designers. <laughs> yeah, right next to the Hall of Dead Presidents. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. With all of that, with the uh, demise of Standard. And, well, getting rid of standard is not something that I think we believe will happen. I think that it's obvious that, like, they have downplayed its importance. At, at the very least, the focus has shifted. And and I think it's shifted, like, I don't know if significantly is the right word, but it's um definitely less important yeah. than it was at some point. And, like, the... The slippery slope argument is just like the, whatever, uh, the, the complete Street Fighter uh, set for, um, instead of a standard set, you know, yeah. Pi- I mean, Pioneer knows? Horizons, <clears throat> Street Fighter 2, Turbo. <laughs> Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. Exactly. <laughs> Get over here. Do. <laughs> That was, that was my Vega at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Hadouken! Yeah, I could have picked Hadouken. Some people knew. But for some reason, it was Vega jumping off the fence. Uh, but yeah, so they're going to... Um, but yeah, so with all of that, I think we have a show. That was a show. That and some rambling, show. but it was a show. So if you want to tweet us your ideas for uh, things to do on the show, please get at us in our uh, links. All of our links are in the uh, description below. 
Yeah, there's a link down there for Twitter, Facebook, our email, uh, an invite to our Discord server. Make sure you check that out. Um, it was pretty random that we had like a big, long, completely relevant to this episode conversation minutes before we started recording. In, so that was kind of weird. <laughs> in in yeah, in Discord. Yeah. Um, so make sure you hop in there, check that out. Uh, if you want to support the show, we got two ways to do it. Number one is pretty passive. Um, if you use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com, um, anything you purchase after following that link will help support the show. We'll get a cut of uh, more directly. You can hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. If you think we do a good job, if you like this sort of content, um, chip a couple bucks in, help us out. Support us through Patreon, get access to our pre-show, get access to our show notes. Um, occasionally, I send some swag out in the mail. Uh, you'll get on my mailing list for that. And we would really appreciate it. More important than all of that, we would appreciate it. Uh, so hit us up on Patreon. Um, we got our tournament coming up. Make sure you head over to MTG Melee and sign up for our tournament. That'll be the beginning of June. Uh, we got our YouTube where you can look at our smiling faces as we ramble on and on about the death of standard or whatever other topic we happen to be talking about. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Do you? I don't think so either. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.